Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmet of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Hello, you have joined Dan and Jim on the Peak Financial Radio Show here, and we're happy to be here. Going to give you a lot of information today. We think that um, it's becoming more and more important with what's going on in the world in general to feel a lot more comfortable with your money if you can, because recent studies have come out, Jim, and it showed that nine out of 10 Americans are significantly worried about their money. And on top of that, it says 34% of Americans are losing sleep because of their money. And I think you and I both believe the 90% number, but we think the 34% number could be low. We think a lot more people especially those that are in retirement or getting ready to retirement are losing sleep because of what today's show is going to be about, which is financial stress. Yeah, there's so much much uncertainty today in the world, not just the stock market, but the political scene, what's happening in Ukraine, uh, the North Koreans' temperament, China's temperament, all those things cause worry, uh, along with the fact that we've been in a bear market for about 16 or 17 months and people have lost money in their account values. They're all concerned, Dan. When everything starts to add up, and it's kind of like when you put one more cube of ice in a glass that's full, it starts spilling over. You know, you look at crime right now. You look at the stabbings that just happened. You look at all the shootings that are happening. You look at all the social issues we're having. All these things now make us feel stressed. And then when finances are added on top of that, it can really freak people out. And it's understandable. It's it's almost impossible not to worry. If you're not worried about things, then you're probably, you know, one in a hundred yeah, right now. And, and you top that with the fact that a lot of people are really, really, really close to retirement or in retirement. And all of a sudden, the last 18 months, they saw their accounts go down along with all these other worldwide events. Uh, They're very concerned. Well, let's talk about stress. And let's talk about our stress that we just had last week in a whirlwind trip that you and I took. We're gone for the entire week. Uh, Maybe start um, giving the listeners just an update on what we were doing and why we were out of the state of California. We have, a, as many of you know, if you've listened to our radio show, we also do a 30-minute TV show on uh, different networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, um, over time. And we try to run those shows every week, but it's kind of up to the network. But uh, we have to produce those shows, and we're very busy in our advisory firm. So we have a firm in Louisville, Kentucky, of all places, that have a studio. Matter of fact, uh, this firm actually has bought an old Catholic church. It has the stained windows. It's beautiful. And they've set up uh, studios inside that church with sets so that when Dan and I arrive on site in Louisville, there's not a lot of time going to set up all the sets that we're going to be on. They're already preset. And then we sit there and we do uh, 13 different TV shows. Each TV show is 30 minutes long in about uh, two days. 
And Dan, so in, in that example, um, we do 13 shows. Maybe you can take the audience through what happens in these sets. Sure. Well, um, I think overall the goal is to create 13 different unique shows. So a lot of people um, that we've seen in the financial industry, they'll do a TV show or commercial. It would be the same thing over and over and over again. That's not what our TV shows or radio shows are about. It's to continually give new information or cover a normal topic but go over it from a different view and we feel that's really powerful so we literally do all different shows so someone will watch they might hear some of the same topics but they'll see a completely different take on that topic and when you're doing four different segments each show and you're doing 13 of those it's a long time period so we're, we're dead by the end of the time period um, and it's wonderful because we know we're gonna have 13 great new shows coming up probably in about starting in about a month so that's awesome um, but then in this case we also had to uh, fly out from Louisville and we we're gonna go down to Tampa to do some training and educate a very large company multi-billion dollar company on how they can help their advisors do the things we're doing um, and we're the coaches for one of their companies and they want to bring what we're doing out nationally. So we um, got on the plane in Louisville thinking, okay, we're going to fly straight to Tampa. Well, we forgot that we had to fly to LaGuardia. And so we had to fly two hours north, assuming we had a one hour layover, and then fly back down to Tampa because that's the airline industry these days. So we get to LaGuardia and they say, okay, your plane's going to be a little bit late. It was four hours late. We ended up getting into Tampa at 2.30 in the morning to our hotel at 3.30, and we had a 10 o'clock meeting that morning. Um, so we pretty much had to fake it that we weren't tired by the time we got there, but had great meetings, and I think there's a high probability we're going to help those people um, with their advisors. You know, getting back to the TV show, um, uh, many of you don't know what it's like to be filmed uh, if you can imagine being in a setting whereby you have maybe five or six cameras pointed at you, you have multiple people in the background walking around uh, running uh, time clocks, and you're supposed to act perfectly natural on camera, right? Perfectly natural. So uh, my hat goes off to actors that do this for a living because it is an unnatural setting. But again, our job is to make sure that we're displaying um, the data that we want to display in a fashion that people will want to watch our television show. Well, well I can tell you, Jim loves it. Um, I think really <laughs> yeah. deep downside, he's a prima donna and <laughs> yeah. he loves it. And he really loves the makeup artist that comes around and always pats down stuff on his head and his face. And I, I think he really enjoyed it. I was amazed. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it is fun in the end. Uh, it is stressful because they're long, long days. Uh, we start early in the morning and we end uh, in the evening. And it's nothing but, you know, you're you're on set the whole time. So uh, we were, we're kicking out 13 shows in two days. And each show is 30 minutes long. So it's a lot of pressure to get that done correctly over you know, a two-day period. Well, the good thing is there's 52 different segments. And we probably only had about six really good bloopers that people could use against us in the future. Um, the rest really filmed smoothly and went through. Most of them we were able to do in one take, which was pretty amazing, but worked really well. But you know that comes down to stress. And we felt stress, but then you have to overcome it, and we overcome it by being prepared. And it's the same thing with your money. You can overcome financial stress if you're prepared. Right now, the single biggest reason people feel financial stress is that they don't feel prepared, they don't have a plan, and they feel like they have no control of their money right now. Well, if that's the case, how in the heck couldn't you feel stressed right now? Well, you, you will be stressed. And uh, we talk about it on every show, not just once or twice, but multiple times. Uh, we refer to this word called the plan because it is probably the most important document you need. I shouldn't say it probably is. It is the most important document you need when you are entering retirement or in retirement. 
your trust is not your most important document. It, it is your plan. It's not just a bunch of statements. It's actually a full financial plan, a retirement plan, an income plan, a tax plan, a legacy plan, a risk plan, a fee plan. You have to have all this in order, in order, we believe, to have any remnants of a successful re- retirement. No, definitely, definitely. So today, why don't we talk about a lot of things that are stressing people out? So you can look forward in the show today. We'll talk about risk, which we always talk about, especially with the market being kind of volatile. We're going to talk about the fear of taxes and then what it really means and what you can do to hopefully avoid some tax mistakes. We'll talk about the fear of running out of money. And like you're talking about, Jim, no actual plan. And we'll try to hit Social Security, because that becomes a big topic now, inflation, and maybe even a little bit of an example of a long-term care solution for people based on where long-term care is, where you're at in your life. And it becomes a very difficult decision now because long-term care insurance is so expensive. So um, why don't we just start with a short little blurb on really risk and volatility. We talk about that a lot. And I think that's what causes the most immediate stress people feel in their lives. Because if they watch the stock market every day and the market goes up 1%, down 1%, up 2%, down 2%, ends up being 10% up after a couple of months, ends up being 15 or 20% down after a few months, that causes stress. There's no way you can't feel stress if you're watching it. And if you're basing your entire retirement security on something that's acting that crazily. The issue is if you put all your money in that type of investment, you are going to get crazier um, as markets get more volatile. Uh, that is why we recommend highly that you don't do that. that but even actually, if they did that, didn't do yeah. that, and they did sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds, like they were told well, would be less risky. Be. What happened last year? Well, you know, bonds were down double digits. If you take um, investment grade corporate bonds, they were down over twenty percent. Preferred bonds were down seventeen percent. The thirty-year treasury bond was down thirty-seven percent, along with stocks. Dan. So even that can't help. We'll cover the next section when we get right back. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You are tuned in to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. Thanks for joining us back here with Dan and Jim on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. And we just ended the first segment talking about risk and volatility. And we talk about that a lot on the show because you need to understand that a lot of things you've learned in the past might not necessarily be what you should focus on going forward. Because when you were young, certain rules applied. When you're retired or getting ready to retire, new rules apply. And they are completely different than when you were young. When you were young, working, making a salary, and had a long time before you're going to retire, you were in stage one of retirement planning, which is called asset accumulation. You can take risk. In fact, you should have tried to take some risk, try to get higher rates of return to build your assets up. So when you retired, you had enough money when you retired. But at retirement time, now you can't have the volatility inside of your portfolio if you're going to try to drive income off of that portfolio. Main reason is if you 
you go back to 1929 and look at all the volatility in the stock market, every five years on average, the stock market has dropped 39%. So if you're 60 or 65, how would you like to have to go through five or six more 39% losses every five years throughout your retirement while you're trying to drive income off of those assets and it becomes very difficult. So we want to make sure we try to reduce risk and volatility inside the portfolios, Jim, because that's what can help us drive income. Yeah, and the only way you can do that is to select different asset classes that behave completely differently in economic environments. That is our strategy here at our firm is we are making sure that we understand if you invest money in a market, no matter what system you're using, you have risk. You so, cannot get so out of risk. So maybe answer this question because I think people are thinking, okay, what does that really mean? So let's say someone has a portfolio now and they get their statements and there's we've seen 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 different funds or stocks and bond funds in the mm -hmm. portfolio. And they've been told they're diversified and they don't have that much risk and they can take income out and they don't have to worry about it running out and they'll get growth and everything's fine and not to worry. Well, when we see that kind of portfolio, what's what, what do we think? It's a big red flag immediately because we know that uh, client has been cajoled into thinking that diversification is going to answer all of those concerns, which it is not. Well, diversification, not diversification. diversification can, but that's truly not diversification. That's not I'll explain diversification, why. Right. Because all you have is a lot of different mutual funds or ETFs or stocks or bonds. They're all the same. Stocks and stock mutual funds are the same. They're still made up of stocks. Bonds and bond mutual funds are the same. They're still made up of bonds, whether it's a mutual fund or not. So when you have a lot of those asset classes, uh, a list of them, and you think you have diversification, you really don't. And many of those things, if you own stocks or stock funds, you have, in many cases, a significant overlap. You have the same stocks and the same funds. So, so it's then, not going to so accomplish you get, that. You get no benefit other than more risk, maybe more fees, and you dilute your rate of return. And if you're still not sure what we're talking about, just think about when you look at your statement, how many different assets are on there? If there's a ton of assets on there, supposedly for diversification, who knows? I actually had a client come in. They had eight pages of individual assets yeah. in their statement. Uh -huh. They probably had 250 different assets. Crazy. They had, I think, $2 million of assets yeah. total, which is great. But then they had like $250 in one stock, $400 in one stock, $1,000 in one stock, $280 in a mutual fund. It was like, what in the heck is going on here? There's no way the client can understand that. There's no way the advisor can understand no. it. And there's no benefit None. to the client in, in a how we look at things. No. And I think for the client, when they look at it, there's no benefit to them. They're like, what in the heck is this mess that I have? And they will never, ever, ever, you will never, ever understand what you have. And you will have a less chance of success if you continue with that type of model where you don't understand what you have. And I kind of think in a lot of cases, those portfolios are put together on purpose to confuse the client. Yeah, probably so. Uh, the, the, the advisor um, is telling the client that, look what I've done for you in a, in a way that he doesn't have to say that. You have all these positions and, and the client thinks that, oh, my advisor is doing a great job picking all these individual positions, but so, that's not accurate. So answer me this question. And so let's say you're a client out there and you have this diversified portfolio and let's say you had... 60% stocks, 40% bonds, kind of like what people recommend out mm -hmm. there for, for these individuals. And they had it last year, and they're sitting there thinking, I'm safe. Nothing really bad can happen to me because that's what I've been told. And then that portfolio dropped 20 to 25%, maybe more if they were heavy in tech. If they're heavy in tech, they could have lost more than that. Right. So they're down there because those assets didn't have diversification. What if now you use our three-bucket approach where you have money that's liquid in the bank, completely liquid, completely safe. You have money in the market, but, but with risk reduction strategies. And then you have money in a plan that has no principal risk and can give us income guaranteed 
for life. If you have those three assets, do we have diversification and protection versus that 60-40 type of portfolio? 100%. You have three distinctively different asset classes that behave completely different from each other. If you look at the bucket number one, which is a cash bucket, well, that bucket is going to be safe and secure. It's not designed to earn a lot of, a lot of money, but it's designed to be safe and secure so when the markets go down, you don't lose any money. Bucket number two, uh, we recommend you consider a fixed index annuity. Um, I know I said the bad word, the annuity, but there are lots of annuities. We like this type of annuity for clients that are entering retirement or in retirement because you have no principal risk. The stock market can go down every day for the rest of your life, and you cannot lose any money. Yes, you'll give up some of the gain, but not all of it. You'll participate in some gains, but most importantly, you have lifetime guaranteed income no matter how long you live. That's bucket number two, and you have no risk. Dan, what's bucket number three? Well, bucket number three now is going to be your growth bucket. And if anyone ever tells you that you should have all your money in the bank, they're lying and they're not looking after your best interests. If anyone tells you you should have all your money in an annuity, they're lying and they're not acting in your best interest. Bucket number three is the stock market. If anybody tells you you should have all your money in the stock market, they're lying and they're not acting in your best interest. Because if you have all your money in one of those buckets, you're losing out on the benefits the other buckets could be providing. So yes. it makes no sense. Third bucket is growth. And we want growth. A lot of times when we're talking about risk, people think we don't like the stock market. Well, we own our own registered investment advisory firm. We're investment advisor representatives. I'm a certified financial planner. We believe in the stock market. In fact, when we look back on an annual basis and see how much money of new clients' investments go into the stock market versus go into annuities. It's pretty amazing because it never happens this way per client, but it ends up being where we almost have every year 50% of the money go in the stock market and 50% of the money go into the annuities, which is pretty cool because yeah. now think about it. If we have 50% of someone's monies at no risk in the annuities, giving guaranteed income for as long as they live, yep. and 50% of the money on average in the market, which has some risk but gives us the growth potential that we want and potentially can help us keep pace with inflation with a little bit of money in the bank. Think what we just designed for the client. Yeah, exactly. So if you look at last year, if you had a 60-40 portfolio, which we started off with discussing here uh, on this segment, is that you were down, well, the big firms were down 20% on those types of portfolios. If you had our design, depending on how much risk you wanted to take in the growth bucket, because we have different models you can go into, you were down one to maybe 4%, right? You were still down a little bit, but if you're down two or 3%, we can make that up. If you're down 20 or 25%, that becomes Becomes a very difficult task and stressful. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's look at a couple other things that we'll um, talk about for the rest of this show. And I think we might as well start off um, the next segment with taxes, the fair taxes, and some tax mistakes and tax planning that you can do that will help you. And then maybe some Social Security um, information, because I think people are just wondering, what in the heck should I do if I haven't claimed Social Security? And how do I make sure I'm making the right decision? And we can cover a little bit of inflation and long-term care as well, because those are subjects right now that really are haunting people. And haunting people in the way that we talked about at the beginning, causing a lot of financial stress associated with what's going on in their lives. And we want to try to relieve that stress so they don't have to worry about the money so much. about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right 
now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. It's time to get back to the show. Once again, here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. You're back with Dan and Jim on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Uh, we try to give you a lot of information about what you can do with your money to relieve some of your financial stress. Anybody who tells you you can get rid of 100% of your financial stress, uh, the only time that's going to happen is when you're dead. That's the only time. You will always have financial stress in your life. It's part of it. We just want to reduce it. So if we can reduce, which we feel, when we build a plan, I think we can say honestly in our hearts, we know we've relieved 80 to 90% yeah. of every one of our clients' financial stress once we implement mm-hmm. a full plan, That's right? exactly right. So, and, and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you have to go through a planning process with us. Uh, it's an educational seminar for you over multiple meetings, but we have to do that to make sure that we as fiduciaries um, are doing what's in your best interest, and we can only do that with multiple meetings to make sure the plan in the end that we put in writing is going to accomplish every goal that you have. Definitely. Well, why don't we cover the favorite topic of every red-blooded U.S. American, and that is income taxes. Well, income taxes probably cause more fear than anything. I think the second thing than it causes more fear than getting a letter from the IRS is when you look in your rearview mirror and you see a highway patrolman right on you. Even if you're going the same, the right speed limit, doesn't it still freak yeah. you out and make you worried? You know, we get that we get that weird fear. Same thing about taxes. You get a letter in the mail from the IRS. It could be a refund. You're still like, oh my gosh, I got the letter from the IRS, and you freak out, and yeah. every single person's blood pressure goes up and their heart yeah. heartbeat goes up. So the fear of taxes is really caused by the same exact fear or stress that everyone has about their money, and that is. They just don't understand taxes. Um, a couple things that happen. People say along the time you're working, oh, don't make too much money. You'll jump in, up into the next tax bracket. And it makes it seem like if we make too much money, all of the income we made from dollar one all the way up to whatever we make is going to be taxed at a higher rate. And that scares us because, you know, if you're in a normal tax bracket, 15% overall tax bracket, and by jumping up to the next bracket, you go up to a 24% tax bracket, you think, oh my gosh, now all my income is going to be taxed at 24 versus the lower brackets. And it does not work that way. Thank goodness. Our tax rates are called marginal or graduated tax rates, which means the lower part of your income is always going to be taxed at a lower tax rate. The next portion higher of your income is going to be taxed at a little bit higher rate. The next portion is going to be taxed at a little bit higher rate. And none of those lower rates or amounts jump up to the next brackets. It's only on the next dollars of income do you pay a higher rate. So as an example, we use this in our seminars, in our books, everything. Um, I think one of the problems is when you work, you think you lose 50% of your money because if you make $10,000 a month gross income, maybe you're netting $5,000 a month of gross income because when you're working, you're paying into social security, federal and state taxes, you're putting money into um, your 401k, your 403b, and you have some miscellaneous deductions and you make a whopping $10,000, but you only get $5,000 net. So you automatically think I'm always going to lose 50% of my money. But look at a $200,000 example when you retire. If you're making $200,000 of gross income between social security, pensions, investment income, rental income, whatever, 
Most people think you got to pay tax on 200000 but you don't. You only pay tax on 167000 because of standard deductions, etc. cetera. On the 167000 that would land you in the 22% federal bracket, but only 77000 of that 167000 is taxed at 22%. $67,000 is only taxed at 12%, and the first 22000 is taxed at 10%. So your total taxes are 27000 for federal purposes on 200000 which means you're only in a 13% tax bracket for federal purposes. So every dollar you bring, then you only give up 13%. Should people really be afraid of that then? No, they, they shouldn't be, but they don't understand taxes, so they, they, they are, and they're afraid to spend their money. And again, if you look at tax brackets, imagine a train, and this train has a number of carts on it, right? And you have seven carts. Well, the the person that goes and sits in cart number one, they're just sitting in cart number one. They're not sitting in carts two, three, or four, or five. And the tax brackets work the same way. You're only paying income tax on each one of those individual brackets, which once you understand that, and you can see it visually, you start to say, hey, um, I'm not as afraid to spend my money in retirement. Because if you don't spend your money, I promise you, whoever you leave it to will spend it for you. So our goal is to make sure that you have the ability to be educated on how taxes work as they apply to your particular situation so you'll be comfortable spending your money in retirement. When taxes, I think a lot of consumers, clients, retirees, pre-retirees are concerned and worried about taxes because in most cases their advisor is not a tax expert and cannot even give tax advice. So the tax portion is left out and the consumers know they need that planning. Well, we know every single financial decision you make has a tax ramification. Every single tax decision you make has a financial ramification. That's why here at our firm, we're able to give the tax advice. I was an enrolled agent with IRS for 30 years. Um, I also am an accredited tax advisor along with being a certified financial planner. So we can give that tax advice that will legally be the type of advice we can give because you don't have these certifications. You're not supposed to be giving tax advice. And I think that's why a lot of people aren't getting this data. How about let's look at some tax planning strategies that people can um, use. We saw last year people coming in that weren't our clients and they said, hey, why did this happen? I have this portfolio. I have a $1 million portfolio outside of my IRA and um, it went down to 800000 but I still had to pay tax on $100,000 of dividends, capital gain distributions, um, and sales that were happening inside my portfolio. So how in the heck can I lose $200,000 and have to pay tax on $100,000? Well, if you have mutual funds inside your portfolio or exchange-traded funds, and those funds are actively managed, which most of them are, that means that that fund manager is actively buying and selling assets inside the portfolio to the course of the year. Last year, the average turnover rate was approaching 80%. So if you had 100 stocks in the portfolio, portfolio or 100 bond positions, 80 of them were sold and 80 were repurchased. When that happens, there's a taxable event and it happens inside the mutual fund. So you don't really see it until you get your 1099 the next year and says, aha, I had all these taxable, this gain and I have to pay taxes on it. But you look at your portfolio and the market dropped and you lost money at the same time. Well, and the stocks paid dividends in a lot of cases or the bonds paid interest. And even if you don't take the income out of your non-IRA portfolio, you still have to pay tax on it. So one of the things to look at then is if you're not using those dollars, why in the heck would you pay tax on it? So you want to look at ways and find ways to reduce or eliminate defer the current taxation of your non-IRA portfolios because you can, by law, defer 100% of the growth until the funds are needed if you use the right strategies, if you use the right asset class to do that, which is pretty cool because then each year you don't have to report it on your tax return. Stay tuned because we're going to talk more about taxes and how you can actually create tax-free income.
During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. You're back with Dan and Jim on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, and we covered a lot of data today. It really is the financial stress you're feeling, and we feel a lot of stress you feel is because you don't understand your money. You don't understand risk. You don't understand taxes, Social Security. Right now, we are talking about taxes, so we just covered some tax strategies. Here's some more. Uh, We've been able to create plans for those people where tax planning is the utmost importance. We can actually create up to five years of income on a tax-free distribution basis, Jim, from non-IRA funds. So if someone has a million dollars, the first five years, they literally don't have to pay any tax on the distributions we're taking off that if we use the right strategy. And that can fit well for some people. Not all people, but for some people, it works really great. How about this one? This is another good one. People always say, well, let's. Um, you should defer your IRA distribution until 73 because you're mitigating taxes right now. So you're 60. You're going to defer it for 13 years. Then at 73... What happens based on all those deferrals as far as you and then your beneficiaries? Well, if you assume you're going to have growth inside of that IRA, uh, that means that you're going to have more money at age 73 than you had at age 60 or 61 or 62 or 63, etc., which means that you're going to have a higher tax bill when you start those mandatory distributions. So we believe... And again, we're going to do an economic analysis for each individual client, but often uh, it is much more prudent to start to distribute those money out of your IRA um, earlier so that you level out that income over a period of many years and you're withdrawing money at a lower value, which means you're paying less taxes overall. So when we do a tax analysis, uh, in most every case, it's beneficial to start that income distribution out of those IRAs early. No, across the board, because think about it. If you have a million dollars now at 60, at 73, you might have $2 million now. Now they're going to force you to take income out of $2 million over a shorter time period. And it makes a lot more sense, we think, in a lot of cases to start spreading that taxation starting now at age 60. And you have to also look at 13 years down the road, you have to estimate, do you think there really is going to be lower taxes or higher taxes 13 years down the road? I think most people think with our almost $32 trillion national debt, taxes are going to increase. The other thing is you have to look at then your beneficiaries, because if you grow and grow and grow your IRA money and you have a lot of money in the IRA when you pass away, your beneficiaries no longer can take that out over their lifetime and spread the taxation out. They have to take that out over no longer than a 10-year time period potentially significantly increasing their taxes, which means significantly increasing the total taxes you're paying on these IRA distributions. And then you also have to factor in that if you're 60 and you wait to 73 to use your money, that's 13 years. You didn't use your money for things that you're probably able to use it easier at between 60 and 73 than after age 73, just because of travel, the things you want to do, maybe gifting. And a lot of people say, well, I'm going to gift the money. I'm going to leave it when I pass away. Well, when you pass away, you're not going to feel the benefits of gifting those dollars. What if you took some of this money now and helped your family out right now? 
How about this one? Leverage your IRA brokerage accounts and bank accounts to pass on income tax-free assets to beneficiaries. One of the biggest, most beneficial ways the wealthy people in America leave money to their beneficiaries is through tax-free proceeds from life insurance policies. They didn't pass these laws and make it tax-free for our benefit. They passed it for themselves, we feel. So give an example. We had a client come in, Jim, and we went over the case. We worked it together. They have $2 million of IRA assets, not much outside of IRA. They have pensions that cover more than what they need. The both state workers um, did a really good job, um, and they get $2 million, and they're like, we're going to leave this to our beneficiaries. And I think they're um, 68 and 68, both of them 68. And we looked at what's going to happen. If they die, the $2 million has to be taken out at $200,000 or more per year. That's the maximum benefit they get. And the beneficiary had to pay tax on an extra $200,000 every year. So maybe the beneficiaries get $100,000 each year, something like that, between federal and state. We put a plan together instead that starts taking income off of their $2 million immediately. We're going to use those proceeds then to buy tax-free lump sum money for the beneficiaries. So if we start this plan right now, they know they'll never use this $2 million. We'll take a little bit out each year, and that will buy a $3 million tax-free lump sum money that will be passed to the beneficiaries with no taxes, for income taxes, and no estate taxes, and outside of probate. Just think about what that just said. Yeah. $2 $2 million of taxable IRA that really is worth $1 million after taxes yep. that now transforms itself to $3 million of tax-free money passed on to the beneficiaries. That, that's awesome. That, that's just awesome. But again, a client to understand there are these types of plans that you can put together. Now, in this particular client, didn't need the income, right? So because of that, they were worried about the beneficiaries. You know, how do I make sure that the beneficiaries are going to be maximized with the assets I leave them? And doing this type of plan really, really helped that client. Well, and if they needed some of the income, we did another plan recently about the same amount of assets. What we recommended was um, instead of having all the money go in to providing the beneficiary money, we basically gave the clients $30,000 extra after taxes, mm-hmm. which is $2,500 a month. And then we replaced the $2 million of tax buyer with a $1.5 million lump sum to the beneficiary. So think about it. Yeah. You have $30,000 more to spend every single year and you still get to on a guaranteed basis guaranteed basis, leave $1.5 million to your beneficiaries. So it's exactly what can happen when you have a plan that can fit. So thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, make sure give us a call. You also can request an appointment at pound 250 and use the keyword money. Do you worry about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no-obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG. Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.